0: How's it going, guys?
1: Wow, your screen looks like 4K
0: Ultra HD and
1: we're just like a blurry mess over here. A
0: little uh, oil up on the camera there or something. I
1: I know, it's Tyler's phone, so just think uh... what you want to on that one.
0: (laughs) How are the guys going? Where are you guys coming in from?
1: We're in our studio at at our church.
0: That's cool. You have a studio at your church? Yes. Is that where you guys do all, is that where you guys record all your music?
2: uh it's weird, uh weird. it's been progressive so you know when we say studio it started out as a as a freezer for this like giant kitchen <laughs> it's not yeah. a free- or it looks way cooler than that but it's, and sh- it's not
0: cool it's not too cold
2: not too no cold. no in fact it could be a little cooler in here right now but yeah. um we just keep taking every room that's next to it and making it ours we're
0: like a that's door- awesome You're just taking over the church, the the nursery, the kids center, uh, every room will soon belong to Red Rocks Worship. Yeah, that's awesome. So, how long have you two been uh, involved with Red Rocks?
2: Uh, Let's see, I've been here ten years now. Wow, eleven February. So, just celebrated ten years, ma'am.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I've been here for five years. Five years. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty nuts. Oh
0: my gosh. And so you guys have probably, uh, you've probably seen, you know, it change a lot and you you got to basically like see Red Rocks become, you know, Red Rocks worship actually become something where like people are singing your songs around the world and that's pretty cool. Tell us just about how you guys even got that started. Like how did Red Rocks worship become did, a thing? Uh, kind
2: of just in line with Red Rocks. It was kind of, by happenstance, in many ways, no. We um we had set out to write together. We we started this whole multi-site church thing. We had worship leaders from different backgrounds, and hang on one second. There you go. That way, our faces won't look so fat.
0: <laughs>
2: Boom. That's Wait. good. Um. Anyways, you know what? We started we started a new campus in Littleton. It was our first multi-site. Had worship leaders from all kinds of different backgrounds and we couldn't agree on the set list but we wanted to do the same songs we just couldn't figure out like how to choose the right song so we said you know what what if we started writing songs together on fridays we came together and prayed on fridays wrote songs together in hopes that um the song that the worship leaders were writing would be a song that would work at both locations and so that's kind of how it started and then uh fast forward a little bit we do this thing called holiday hangover which is the Sunday after Christmas, because nobody wants to come to church the Sunday after Christmas, not the volunteers, not the staff, like nobody wants to be here, you know? I know. So we, we started this thing called Holiday Hangover, which is basically just like a, a TV and online only special. And we recorded some songs that we had written and it was all for the Holiday Hangover. And then literally right before, right, like, I don't know, I guess like late November, one of our leaders was like, hey, these songs are awesome. What if we just package them together and make them an EP and put them up on iTunes? And we're like, "You, you can do that. It's that easy."
0: And yeah.
2: we did, and the church, our church, uh, kind of cling to them, and so we've been writing ever since.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. How many albums do you guys have out now?
2: Ooh,
0: one, two, three, five. Five, five. Wow! And you've been around since the the first one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So. Uh, ep
0: yeah that's awesome and uh i know i want to talk about the new ep here in a minute but i'm i'm curious you know this has been a pretty like tough year for a lot of churches yeah a lot of worship leaders like you know churches had to like on a dime go remote you know and i think a lot of churches now are meeting again but they're still trying to figure out this hybrid of like do you know a virtual service but also like a live service where maybe their numbers are like down 40 percent (laughs) like Yeah. I know that's the case for a lot of churches. Like a lot of people just never came back Yeah, and um, who knows where they went or what's going on with that. But how would you say from your guys' experience for, with COVID, like how is, have you seen it impact worship the whole COVID experience?
1: There, there's so, there's so many uh, elements of that, man, that, I, know. that I, I still feel like we're all, everyone that's doing what we do. Um, every worship leader is still processing, Right. Mm-hmm um a couple of things it, it, it was a really tough season um, but we're we've we've seen the Lord turn so many things for good and we feel like extraordinarily blessed at our church just because I think one of the things that happened through that process was you know for us we were at multiple locations um, and you know just just the nature of the beast with working with creatives everybody is on this,
0: yeah.
1: spectrum if you will of like artistic like taste uh we like this right. i'm i'm good at this i'm good at this and so every campus no matter how much we tried to like like be uniform every campus felt different mm-hmm. you know and one of the one of the good things that happened through covid was first of all a breath and a moment to be like hey what are we doing and and like we're off the treadmill. What are, what are we doing right now? Yeah. And so our, our hearts got a chance to just uh, refocus, mm-hmm. I think, on like the, the actual mission. Um, and then a really cool thing that happened was because it was remote, um, we all came together for f- the first time, really, uh, on a weekly basis, and got to, you know, each bring a piece of our creative input, you know, into a service. And... I felt like it was a I feel like this this last year and a half we are more ourselves than we've ever been. Yeah, you know, because of that process though, and it was grueling, it was tough. Yeah. Uh,
2: there
1: was a there was a you know, it just comes with it comes with it's it's the nature of the beast. It, there was a lot of pride that needed to be like cut out. There was a lot of uh conversations of uh this is how I want it. And then it's, Oh, but does that serve our church? Does that serve like what we're doing here? In, um, yeah. So it, it it was certainly tough. And, and, and our, like the churches that had to like, all of the sudden go remote and online, that's a tough corner to turn. Um, so I don't know. It, I felt like we, we, we were trying our hardest to like reach out to like, Locally here in Denver, like, hey, how can yeah. we help? What, what can we What can we do? Also, like, will church ever be the same? We don't know. I remember one time we came together to, to, to record a service, and it was right at the beginning. It was right when everything, crazy. Uh, like, crashed yeah. in our face. We're like, this could be the last time we're in the room together. Who knows? It felt Isn't like that crazy Titanic when the, all of the strings. Yeah. Players, you
2: know, we'll, we'll play, we'll play, and they're like, well, it's been great, and they hug, <laughs> Yeah. And they-
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, all right, well we're we're leaving, we're gonna fight for ourselves and then they're like, No. Yeah. Back together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. I think, you know, for as hard as it's been for so many worship leaders and churches, what I'm hearing is that the intentionality dial got turned up. Like it caused people to question, okay, why are like you just said, why are we doing what we're doing? And yeah. really focused in on being more intentional on the songs we're picking, you know, how our service is flowing. Yeah. I think also the intentionality with our team members and band members, I've heard of stories too, of just relationships even getting tighter yeah. because, you know, we were just like in like a, like you used a great word there, treadmill, just mm-hmm. this process, like every week, just doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And you kind of start buzzing by people and not actually having a relationship with them. Yeah. And almost as, as unnatural as it is, it's almost like the Zoom thing actually brought more intentionality and closeness between everybody. Oh, man,
1: that, we've had that really intensely at the church. And, and matter of fact, one of the things that I feel like was the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, I, as a worship leader, like, you, part of your job is is to, like, assess hey where are you congregation mm-hmm. and how do I get you from a to B mm-hmm. um, how, how do we get you to like experience like the depth of who God is in this 20 minutes right or yeah. however, however long we have um, and I felt like one of the things the Lord taught me early on in the in the covid season was like hey what um, that's great and that's that's an important job. But what you're doing is for me like it's yeah. it's you're not like I'm the one who who finalizes those deals with with people I'm the one who reveals myself to them. your job is to love me extravagantly
0: yeah
1: and and that that shift however like however minor it might have been like that that like one degree off from what the Lord had asked me to do um was really wrecking my soul yeah. the longer that we did it. And so coming back to that, that reality of like, oh, man, I, I love the Lord so much, and this is all for Him, all of it. And yeah. Lord, your will be done, you reach people, you, you bring them in. You know, it, I feel like that focus will shift. Yeah,
2: it's all part of that refocus that you were talking about,
1: which I think has just
2: been reflected in the songs that we've been writing and singing. And, and even just like the experience, if you come to Red Rocks Church on a weekend post-COVID, it's a very, very, very different experience than pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very thankful for that. But it's not because we set out to change it. It's because we refocused, like what you were saying, and we got our eyes where they needed to be um, and started just like, it's not like we didn't worship God in the in the past. It's not the point. Yeah. But instead of like feeling this pressure to sense and shift the room like we always feel, instead of... Instead of like leaning into that and be that being number one, it was exactly what you said. It's like, no, I'm just going to worship the Lord because in a world where it is just crazy and it's getting darker and I don't have any, I know one answer and that is Jesus. That's all I know. So Mm -hmm. if we just go after him like on a personal, individualized basis through our worship, then I just there's something that is it's it's like a glue and it just brings us all together, you know, and it yeah. Overflow into the people that are watching online, into the people that are in the seats, whatever, Um, but just getting back to focus where it needs to be.
0: And people need that more than ever right now, just Mm. a space to worship to and freedom in that. And just because you're right, man, like the world is just getting, it seems like crazier and crazier. Yes. So shifting, shifting gears, I should have asked this question before when we were talking about how you guys got started doing music what advice would you give for a worship leader or a worship team who's wanting to start recording and writing their own music at their church? Because I know that it can sometimes feel like, gosh, there's already so much out there. Do we really have anything else to offer? <laughs> you know, are we just wasting our time doing it? And uh, what, what advice would you give to a worship leader who's thinking that?
1: You know, you know there, there's a, there's a few things. Uh, I, I think if if i'll just use me as an example if my my desire is to write music to be like fill in the blank mm-hmm. similar to elevation or bethel or like fill in the blank with whoever that is then yeah that's already that's that's covered yeah you know like yeah. the world is being led in worship with their honest offering right like that's great here's where I would encourage a worship leader to start writing is number one, Chris McClarney said this, he he said that he kept praying like, Lord, give me the songs of heaven. Give me the songs of heaven. And he said, the Lord corrected him one day. And he says, I already have those. I want the songs of Chris. I've been waiting 2000 years yeah. for the songs of Chris. And that's what I would say to, to a worship leader is like, man, you have this insane database of sermons preached from your pastor mm-hmm. that he has spent 40-plus hours a week to put together. Like, you have this amazing resource in front of you weekly, on a weekly basis. You have stories in your church of people that are attending or coming online mm-hmm. that it is unique to you. It is unique to your house. It is, like, their story is a testimony, It like, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our testimony. And so, like, we're literally... My encouragement would be like find ways to weaponize people's testimonies and the testimonies you're surrounded by are unique mm-hmm. to where you are, not just this like bland blanket story that everybody yeah. has, you have access mm-hmm. to it. And so I I, I just I, I'd love to encourage writers and worship leaders to jump on that reality that they have such close proximity to some of the most intense life change and like right from that, you know, absolutely. I mean, and right. Capture
2: the sound of your house. Like, cause we don't need another
1: red rocks or Bethel or elevation
2: or Hillsong. Like they're amazing. Yeah. They're all amazing. Um, but right from your, right from your house. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say that. Like, you know what your people need. There are people that are walking into your building that have their own stories um, and they're coming to your buildings for some reason. I don't know, but the Lord's calling them to, to your church. And so therefore, they're going to hear the message from your pastor. And therefore, they're also going to hear the message, quote unquote, that you are preaching through the worship set list that you put together. And so, man, just to piggyback off of what Corey just said, like, really ask the Holy Spirit for what's happening in this room and at this church and follow that. Just lean in to that sound and lean in to what
0: the Spirit's doing at your place. Yeah, that's a good word. A lot of worship teams struggle. I was just leading worship at a church this past Sunday, actually, as a guest. And I heard, I was in the green room and I heard the people who were there just say how hard it is, like, they're missing a lot of musicians and how hard it is to fill in spots and get keyboard players and drummers. And, and they were all just brainstorming, like, how do we get more people? <laughs> to serve. And I know a lot of churches are experiencing that where they're have a lack of band members. What have you guys found at Red Rocks? Like, how how does that work? How do you guys get more worship volunteers?
2: Man, I want everybody to know it's equally hard here. (laughs) Yeah. Don't think that or assume it, but um, when we started Church Back Up after closing the doors for COVID, like it was real slim pickings there for a minute. Mm -hmm. We were like, I don't know how we're going to pull this off. my encouragement to you, because this is what happened for us, and this is what really helped, was we gathered the troops. It was time to call the army together. And so we had a big team night with all of our worship volunteers. Um, and we basically said, hey, like, if you're in, we need you to step up. And we need you to take ownership of this thing. We have lots of worship leaders on staff. That's great. Their job is to shepherd, pastor, and build worship teams at their location. And that's amazing. They do a great job of that. But there are only one or two people, Right. But we have an army, we have a volunteer base that's like, I don't. we don't schedule you so you'll play your guitar or play the keys. We schedule you to be a leader on the stage and to help make heaven more crowded with your instrument. And so we're, we gotta be builders. I need you to be a builder. I need you to take ownership of this thing. We're all Red Rocks worship. And you know what, some people actually didn't, they, they had, maybe they weren't used during COVID um, like they wanted to, and so we lost a few people. Um, but that's okay. We gave them that out. We said, Hey, but also if this isn't your place. That's okay. But for those of you that this is your place, like, Hey, you're, you have to commit to this thing, you have to commit to this thing. And so I say all that to say, when we got the other volunteers really energized and excited about mm-hmm. this thing with us, then all of a sudden, oh, well, I know this person, I know this person, Yeah, so, all it takes is like one or two musicians to really get excited because normally good musicians know another handful of good musicians. Totally. That's just normally how it goes. You don't need the whole, you know, you don't need all five, six, seven. You just need one or two to get real excited Mm -hmm. and go out there and chase down for you. But it has to be, it has to be part of the culture of the team. It cannot just fall on the worship leader, um, the worship pastor, because um, I just think like you hit a ceiling really fast. Um, You know what I'm saying? But when it's, and then also, if I'm, a, if I'm a musician and I get asked to be a part of a church or come play at a church, like I'm way more interested in being a part of like a healthy team and mm. being part of a program and a culture that's exciting and fun where everybody wants to be there. I'm way more interested in that than I am. in just going to fill in somewhere, you know, mm. yeah. so I think that's been, that's been like the best thing for us is rallying the troops. And we had to do that in January. Um, We've had to do that a couple times this year, but we've seen the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. We really have. And then being really, really intentional. Like, hey, we got this new person coming in. Great. Like, be on with your, your shadow weekends, your communications, all the things. Like, treat them like straight-up royalty because yeah. culture is everything, and they, you, they want to – Sorry. You want them to want to be a part of your culture, but you
0: want it to be exciting. You want them to be like fully engaged. Yeah. That's so true, man. It's, it's a fire that spreads. And like, once you get, you only need a spark, like you only need like a couple people on your team who are really just fired up about the ministry. And then I feel like it does kind of attract others mm-hmm. to be a part. That's such, that's such a good, good point. Um, that's a challenge. That's definitely a challenge that I think a lot of worship leaders are facing, is how do you get people to actually serve? This mm-hmm. church that I was at, actually, they just never even asked people, which they had never made, like, any sort of announcement or any sort of, like, no one really even knew that there was a need. And uh, I told okay. them, well, maybe you should start there. Like, just... <laughs> Maybe let people know that you actually have space for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, we've experienced that many times over the course of the 10 years I've been here. I remember we have a great volunteer named Will Davis. He's an amazing guitar player. He sat at our Golden Campus, which was the campus that I happened to lead at. For two years, I didn't know him, and he never signed up to play nothing. I'm like, okay, well, then all of a sudden we started a new campus, the Lakewood Campus. We asked, hey, anybody want to go to the Lakewood Campus? We're putting together a team. All of a sudden here comes Will Davis. He's incredible. Where have you been? You have no idea the sleepless Saturday nights I I didn't have a lead guitar player and I had to put it in the track or I had to figure something out, fake it till you make it. If you would have just like I didn't know you had a need.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you gotta just put it out there. Yeah. So last thing I'm gonna talk about is the new music you guys are releasing. So you've got a new EP. Um, so earlier this year you released a new uh, one called things of heaven where we come from and now you just released a new one called things of heaven where we're going Mm. so tell us i love those titles those are such great titles tell us just a little bit about those eps and the ideas where that where it's coming from yeah
1: well thank you Uh, this is I, I have no shame in saying this. We we don't want to disparage at all our past mm. records. Yeah. And uh, we needed them to grow and to learn. But this is the first record that feels like home mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time we've done these songs with our church before recording them, which is just not <laughs> smart. It to- took us a while to figure <laughs> that out. We would, like, record a full-length record, and they're like, we don't know these songs, dude. Uh, <laughs> um whoops but uh yeah this this record i'll I'll say we 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 split it into two put it to two parts and we we wanted to create a story an arc that was like hey this is where we are this is the reality this is um we were in we were in a tough time Mm -hmm. i mean the first part of this record we wanted we wanted to give people the opportunity to put their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, right? Um, Off of the world, off of... At that time, there was COVID. There was a bunch of unrest. And pretty much if you sneezed online, you would get just chewed out for everything. And so everybody's just scared and timid and, like, really, really uh, stiff-arming everybody. Um, And so we wanted to be like, hey, there's an opportunity in these songs to let the walls down and, and commune with God, talk, you know. Um, we wrote a song called Echo Holy, where it's, it's nothing about us. It's nothing about our, what we see, feel, taste, smell. It's nothing about it. It's all on the majesty, holiness of God. Um, and we really wanted to to start it that way, um, to give people the chance to take a breath and relax. Um, this is where we come from. This is the reality. We, we have the image of God alive inside of us. Um, then the second half uh, is the, hey, get ready, because the kingdom of God is at hand. Like the, Jesus is coming back. I feel like when I say that, I'm like, why isn't everybody running around the room right now? Jesus is coming back, and we get to be excited about that. We get to be excited about the reality that we're going to see dry bones dancing, and, yes. and strongholds bowing before Jesus. And so, um, really, bo- both projects, um, the coolest thing about, about them, I think, are it's our church. Yeah. It's our people. We wrote the songs for specific people that were going through things, and we couldn't pastor them because mm-hmm. we couldn't see them. Um, so, this was our attempt at pastoring them through song. Uh, to give them a song they could sing Monday through Friday. Man, um, you know. So, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? No, I mean, this is by far and away the
2: these two EPs. You know, we recorded it all in one night, late October last year. Oh,
0: okay. We split it up. Um, we split. It Why? Up. Why'd you guys split it up?
2: Uh, a multitude of reasons. Um, I think. I think just overall. Sorry, um, I think overall we felt like this project had more than one or two songs that really needed to be highlighted. Um, they were special and important for this season. Um, it's it's really interesting. We didn't really pick like exactly when this EP would be released or the first one would be. It kind of happened that way with our label. But really what happened was the Lord just timed it out perfectly, as Mm -hmm. he always does. Um, So in short, we just felt like there were a handful of songs that really needed to be highlighted. And if we just dropped everything, maybe some of them would be missed. We thought we were being really clever and like really um, strategic. The truth is, is like God just knows better than we do. So there are songs that are on this EP that needed to come out now. And there are songs on uh, where we come from that needed to be out. Early this year. Yeah, so, right. But I, I will say that, I mean, I've never, like, we're so proud of this one. Mm-hmm. So proud of this one. Um, the other ones were great, um, but this one feels like home. We set out to capture the sound of our house to basically take what we do on Sunday morning, package it up, and give it to the world. That's the first time we've ever done that. And so now when you listen to Things of Heaven, either EP, um, you are really listening to what we do at Red Rocks Church um, every every weekend, and so and and that was the that was the goal, right? We started off, uh, yeah, 20, We started off 2020 before COVID happened. Our our pastor Sean he came back and he uh, it was like the January series. He's like, "Church, we're gonna." It was like a, it was called Take Home Faith, is what it was called. It was all about being the church Monday through Friday. Not on Sunday because you got to have a, found, a strong foundation. So when the winds come, the storm comes, your house is still going to be standing, right? And we had no idea that this thing called COVID nineteen was going to be coming. We had no idea. We had no idea that we were actually going to have to take home our faith because we were going to close the doors to the church building. We had no idea. Well, that's what these songs are. They are faith-filled anthems from Monday through Friday. The, the hope is the hope is that the church is singing them. On Monday when life is awesome, on Wednesday when life sucks, whatever it is. But you're taking church. You're taking your time with the Lord. You're taking that faith home with you um, because it can't just happen on Sunday. It has to happen every day.
0: Are there videos available for these songs too? Yeah. Is there any uh, where people could actually kind of see what's happening, you know, at Red Rocks? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. On YouTube. Red Rocks. Red Rocks worship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You guys, I uh we so we have all the multi track stems for these songs up on loop community. So if you're a worship leader watching this and you guys wanna actually play these songs at your church with the tracks, we have the original tracks from Red Rocks. So make sure you check those out. I'm I'm actually gonna go uh listen right now again to this entire both EPs back to back. Um yeah. And I'm pumped. I'm, I'm encourage everybody who's watching this right now to go check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music,
1: wherever you stream, wherever
0: you. Yeah. Stream.
1: And dude, I, for real, thank you for what you guys do. You yes. resource so many people to facilitate moments with God that literally change eternity. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we have like we've used your services a ton. Cool. <laughs> <How many> times. <laughs> so, so. Luke Community, what do you have? This song. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's awesome. Especially,
2: especially a few years ago, we used to have to create our own loops, you know, and we're yeah. so it, and it wasn't real pretty like it is now. Yeah. It was left and right is what we did. And so, <laughs> like, man, God, please let loop community have it today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I was right there with you. I was making my own. <laughs> it's way too easy now. Way too easy now. These, these young kids these days have no idea what we had to go through back then.
1: We're walking uphill in snow. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> making loops barefoot in the snow (laughs) oh man well guys thanks for taking the time to uh hang out everybody go listen to this music now um i love echo holy that's one of my favorites
1: oh thanks man so thank you we were were a a weeping puddle of messes Mm
0: -hmm. when we wrote that one it was yeah Yeah. that's a killer song i could i could see why for sure thank you thanks man all right brothers take care Thanks for joining us today. Eh. See ya. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.